0: Trigger on! <laughs> oh my god, that, that was so intense! I love it. Doing
1: a power up there. Yeah, I'm like, I, I put my hands in the air.
0: Uh, I, th- I, th- I thought that we were doing an MHA pod and uh, World well, Trigger pod crossover, <laughs> but actually you were channeling Dragon Ball Z. I, I didn't expect that.
2: I've been listening to too much of there's like a Dragon Ball song that's like, that's during I, I barely even Dragon Ball, but I, there's like a Dragon Ball song that I have stuck in my head now,
1: so I have that energy. I will talk. Can't wait
0: for the B rank <laughs> war of power. <laughs> Welcome, D Roll, to the Duckface Diaries. We are a World Trigger Wreath through podcast aiming to discuss the World Trigger manga, volume by volume. I'm Wednesday Shit! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> I'm Wensleydale Dale Cheddar. There we go. And I'm Hoven with an
1: H. And this month we're looking at Volume 16 of World Trigger, which covers Chapters 134 to 142, and is also adapted across the anime season two episodes
0: four to six that is correct and today we welcome a very special guest uh, she is the host of the my hero academia podcast as well as the co-host of the view from the top uh haiku podcast uh, she's the second canadian we had on the show which is appropriate since uh, <laughs> since it's uh, it's a volume where we have hughes on the cover you know hughes the famous canadian it's, it's gonna make make sense <laughs> in the subsequent volumes <laughs> uh, and best of all she is a fellow Usopp enjoyer. So how are you doing, Kendra? So lovely to have you on the show.
2: I am here, and yay, Usopp enjoyer. Sorry, I, I, I put my hands up again to cheer, and I was like, wait, I need to talk. But I am here to talk about World Trigger, which I like just got into like this year. So I am a newbie, people. But I've caught up so
0: hot yeah this is going to be interesting it's 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 going to be a brand fresh new perspective from a host of a really great show uh i was i was going to say something fancier but i lost it Uh, oh well um how are we doing Uh, what have you been up to
2: good good uh i work retail and right now it is not fun (laughs) just because uh like uh, the inventory issues customers are mad there's a lot of customers i'm And uh, and also bonus, my work's like, oh, actually, you asked for today off, but you can can you come in actually? So I was like, okay, fine, I'll come in at five. So
0: oh dear. Ah. <laughs> uh, eh. Oh. that's a bit of a shame.
1: My work day today consisted of helping someone buy a Halloween costume. Hmm. So that was fun.
2: I did today. I did go to Chapters and I bought some manga and some presents for friends. And I I, I I try I tried to find World Trigger just so I could like decide
1: to buy some, but I couldn't find it. It's not in Chapters. Where is World Trigger? <laughs> It's very much a... They'll have it in big comic book stores, but, like, anything a bit smaller, you're probably not going to find it over here in the UK.
0: Oh, dear. Well, uh, we don't have it localized in Poland either, so, so yeah, uh, got to rely on on me v- VPNs, and that's it.
2: I'm just double-checking. Chapters does have it, but it seems like it's not available in stores. May- like, some of them are, but it- also there is, like, a shortage because, like, printing and, like, manga
0: selling out oh. really... Yeah, n- n- not a huge problem with m- My Hero, though.
1: <laughs> and I bought some Jujutsu Kaisen today. <laughs> nice. I'm just catching up with that right now, actually. Oh,
2: it's so good. I have, like, a secret Patreon podcast where we talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. And it's just like, I think I know what's happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing, because I, um, I got up to date with the Shibuya incident stuff, mm. but I kind of followed it week to week and lost the thread of it very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and then watching through the anime got me back on board and now i'm like okay i know who everyone is now i could do this
0: <laughs> yeah that's the thing i just i just watched the first season and read some of the chapters to, c- to catch up but uh, but i think mm. i've mostly forgotten who e- everyone is so i will have to read it all over again to find out but, but everyone keeps recommending it and and it is uh it, it is one of the titles <laughs> in the jump that, that i've been meaning to uh to give a proper read through <laughs>
2: Highly recommend it, <laughs> but World Trigger. Uh,
0: yeah, let's get back to business. Today's agenda is the... Uh, so first, we're going to have a bit of an interview with Kendra about her World Trigger journey. And then we're going to do a World uh, World 16 summary. Yes, because we have 16 worlds in this. Uh, volume 16 summary uh, of World Trigger, uh, created, of course, by Dashika... Daisuke Ashihara, What Is With My Tongue Today, Uh, translated by Toshikazu Aizawa, touch-up and lettering done by the great Ace Core Chrisman, designed by Sam Elswey, and edited by Ray Thurst. So then we're going to do our general thoughts, do some Ashihara comments corner where we discuss the author notes and volume extras, as well as the spoiler corner afterwards. I don't have much to say, but we'll, we'll ask by that time, Kendra, if she has any spoilery favourite moments from World Trigger, as well as uh, what she thinks about the current arc and where it's going. After that, we're going to do a bit of a Q&A segment uh, at the end. Uh, does that sound good? Sounds good. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, too bad. We're doing it anyway. Uh, shall we get to the interview? Let's do it.
1: So. Oh, how oh. oh, you get? Yeah, it's so, me. Okay. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! <Sorry. laughs> so, how did your world trigger journey start?
2: Uh, it, it's a bit messy, because I remember it coming back and jump. And I was just annoyed that it was a Jump and got, like, a recap, but Haikyuu wasn't in the English magazine yet, because it was before The Vault. And then I think Marion at Microwavey was talking about it a lot, and I was like, okay, I'll check it out. Because at first I'd just seen, like, pictures for the anime of Kuga and he's holding a square, and I was like, he just throws squares at people? <laughs> I, I didn't know anything. <laughs> so I started to read it a little bit. I read the first two chapters. I might have got, like, ten or so chapters in. But I got turned off when it was talking about Katori's breasts, when it was like, oh, I want her- like, she's kind of had like an unlikable personality where she was very, like, harsh, and it's like, oh, I want her to be more likeable, so like, oh, I'm an upper breast size, and I was like, she's like 14, I'm out, but then like, oh, I think that's a very minor thing to stop reading it over, and it was- I was just kind of like, I wasn't super into it yet, but then I kind of forgot about the series, and I started skimming the new chapters, and got into it, and I eventually broke, and I started rereading it from the start and being like, okay, I like this, I get it. And it's not really fancerous like at all. So I think I was like, I, it was definitely an overreaction on my part. I
1: apologize, World Trigger. <laughs> I, I can understand that assumption, given a lot of the track record with Jump from Mangaka and yeah. that
0: sort of thing. I was thinking about that comment a lot. At first I thought it was Ashihara being like, yeah, okay, I I, I fucking know why you think she's unlikable. Here, let me show you how your perspective will change. But then we got some skeevy comments from him in the volume extras and I was like, mm, okay. Doesn't really fit how you write your series, but okay, you do your thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's not the end of the world, it just kind of like threw me for a loop, and then was like, okay, the story The story. I, the story managed to hook me. Because at first I was expecting white-haired main character, I expected him to be the main character, but it was a nice surprise that it was Osumo. And Osumo throws me off because he's like almost the name of the, like, the twins in Haiku. so I keep wanting to call him that
1: yeah yeah there's also in the there. that uh, speaking of what are some of your favorite characters in the series?
2: Osamu is definitely one of my favorites just that he's like not super strong and he's not even like a super great tactician either. He just like likes his friends and he is like trying really hard and I think he has good strategy as well, but still like everyone else is like, oh, no wait, he has to be the captain. Uh, Katori is a kind of surprise one because she's a bit of a brat, but she's strong, and I like that she's able to be that—that that she doesn't have to be likable. She can be like kind of the jerk; everyone tries to work around her, but she still says stuff that's often like very right. She's almost she makes me think of Zoro a little bit, but not not really, but just kind of the I like how she taught. I think in this volume, when it's like, oh, they want to be, uh, they can't be. A- oh, you your parents die, and you get to be a rank or something, and I was like. I don't know, I think she has a cool, like, harsh... It's a nice perspective to have a female character who's, like, able to be a bit of an asshole.
0: Yeah, she... plus she and uh, Wakamura, the blonde glasses guy, they have a bit of a Zoro-Sanji-like relationship.
2: Mm-hmm. And she doesn't get away with it, which is nice. Like, people... There's talking back and kind of, like... How do we work around her? How do we work with her? Because she's she's the captain. She's the, she's their ace. They need to work with her. Chica, I really like her, but I, I would I'd add the caveat like if she talked more. And I think that might be some stuff for like the spoiler area. And then also I just wrote down Pompadour Man, and I forget what I think that's I forget which one that is. Toma. Toma. <laughs> oh, as well as Buff Sniper. I like him as well, because he's kind of like...
1: Buff sniper? Which one is that? Composed beefcake?
2: Yes, composed beefcake. <laughs> e-
1: yes, yes, okay.
2: <laughs> yes, they're a different nickname. But I just like it because, like, for snipers, you expect them to be a bit more, like, spindly, but it is nice that he can still handle his own. Like, if you cornered him, he could kick your
0: ass. Uh, I- I'm looking forward to hearing all the nicknames you've got for all the characters. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I looked up I looked up names, so hopefully it won't be as bad, but I think I do call... Rintro the kid a few times because I was like, I'm, I forget what this kid's name is. He's cute.
1: Uh, we could call him Ducky Trotty because he's he's always trotting around and he's doing the duck face.
2: <laughs> he also he doesn't have a nose. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, he, even even in serious moments, I, I wonder I wonder how he's going to be drawn when when like we have uh, we have some sort of a time skip and uh, and he's going he's going to be older. If he's still going to be drawn the same way,
2: and he may just? always be, a, like, you're right, always duck face ears even serious moments. I was like, how do you do that? You're just like, oh God, oh God.
0: We definitely don't, don't do enough duck faces on Duck Face Zyra, so what we should talk, to, uh, we should try to talk more like this.
2: Or get some Pringles and put them in your mouth and be like, hello, oh so, guys.
1: So, so, Kendra, you have by some means been given a trigger of your own. If you could personalise your trigger with your own activation phrase and pose, what would they be? I'm not doing that for the other questions.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh oh, I have a few silly ones. Trigger, yip, yip. Like, Avatar, Avatar State, yip-yip, Appa, yip-yip, ah.
0: Yip. Uh, oh, that's great.
2: Or it's going like, never gonna give you
1: up, never gonna let you down.
2: <laughs> and just like, do, just, do, just do memes <laughs> at the neighbours. They won't understand it. But I'll just like, meme at them.
1: Mine would just be yelling, hello, Tyrannosaurus Allen!" if I was going to play that trick.
2: <laughs> 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 uh, or like... And also, like, I wear glasses, but, like, I wouldn't need them in my Trigger Trion body, so I would, like, take them off and put them in my pocket and be really dramatic.
1: Nice.
2: And then hello and welcome to my Trigger. <laughs> my world now and my podcast and then, like, uh, throw down a mic.
0: <laughs> what is up, Trigger? It's your A-rank. I hate myself. <laughs> okay, next question. Your
1: d characters have been transported to the World Trigger universe. What type of role would they take on? i.e. you know type of attacker engineer operator and which squad do you think they'd fit in with the best
2: my i do have a D character it's a halfling ranger named brie greenbottle at first it was brie like the cheese but then i chickened out and changed it but cheese solidarity yay <laughs> and i would be an all-rounder because like in DD i use a bow and arrow but i do have a short swords so it's kind of like gunner but like could you have like a bow and arrow trigger would that work i don't think so
0: if you were an A rank, you could customize that, yeah.
2: I, but like maybe a sniper. I don't. Cause like part of the reason I wanted like a bow and arrow is like I don't want to get hurt. It <laughs> like it's it's D and D. You're gonna fight and shit's gonna come after you. Uh, and I just cause I read this volume, I like Kazaki. <laughs> He's nice. He's not. Crazy, like some of these other people. No, no one's really like out of it, but I'm just like, he's nice. I, my character's like rash and blunt, uh, but I do like people telling me what to do. So Kazaki has a good plan and I'd be like, okay, do this. And I'll be like, yes, sir. And then I won't die. Or maybe I will. I don't know. It's real tricky. You don't die. You get, you can
0: bail out. I think some operators died and engineers in the large scale invasion, which which was, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm. Like, I have some thoughts for the operators for the spoiler section because I think. That's gonna, be, like, yeah, just a reminder that, like, they, they, I think, like, the neighbors weren't aiming to, in, like, the main invasion, weren't aiming for operators, really, right? Or we don't think they were. They were just kind of, like, destroying shit.
0: I think it, it was just Enadora who did that, and uh, and uh, Enadora went went off to do his own thing. Uh, but yeah, they were mostly there to, to like, capture agents, I think.
2: But I could not be an operator. I have ADHD. People would die. <laughs> it would not
0: be good. Same here. Uh, focus is not my strongest suit. Uh,
1: an assortment of the World Trigger cast forms a volleyball team in an all-new sports anime spinoff. Which set of characters would you want to watch the high-flying antics of?
2: Uh, this one was hard. I like <laughs> I did this like a half hour before, but I just had like the character page open. I think Kuga as a spiker, and then he could be kind of like the Hinata short, but he maybe he can jump really high, and he's also like. Crazy powerful. Uh, Fuyushima, he's the ace because he's hot, okay? (laughs) I just like him. Uh, Kagura, guy who can kind of read your mind. A spiker. I I, I put a lot of people down as spikers. And then I started putting down tall people as blockers. Like, Ikoma, I think, is the guy with glasses.
1: Yeah, he has, like, goggles.
2: Yeah. Or no, Ikoma, or he's, yeah, he's the guy... who has a? I don't know. I like him. He's cool. He can be as. I just. I just looked at the characters I recognized. I apologize for this section.
0: He's the one with the goggles who, who likes eggplant curry. Yes. Uh,
2: Kakizaki is a middle blocker because I think he could do good of like strategizing of like when to jump. Satomi blocker as he's tall. I think that's the guy with glasses who does the manic laughter or something at sometimes. Because Kazuma, he's on Kuzakabe Squad.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. He gets introduced um, a few a few episodes in. I often forget. <laughs> he hasn't been featured much, but he's a fun character. Chica
2: could be a Libro. She doesn't want to spike at people. She's too strong. So she just has to like catch the ball. And like, Jin, I guess, could like predict where the ball would go and he could be a good Libro. There's a lot of people in volleyball. I didn't do all of them. I kind of gave up,
1: but... That's okay. <laughs> I'll... I'll... I I, let it, I left it vague as just like which, car- which set of characters, but you, it didn't have to be the whole team, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry, I figured I, I should have got teams. Oh, well, I, I just opened the character thing. I was like, I think these people are
1: cool. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and uh, last of all, uh, put one My Hero Academia character into World Trigger and one World Trigger character into MHA. Which would you pick and why?
2: Uh, I would put Quirkless Deku into World Trigger because I think it'd be really cool for him learning to fight and he could be kind of Osumo but like a bit more strategic and like using like oh this is what people do and like learning people's moves but i wonder if you'd only have a bit of treon or like no treon so like he like artificially gets treon or something might be i don't know chika in mha cuz i want Aizawa to teach her and then she can like be her own Aww. person and be cool <laughs> and i'd be
0: like what kind of quirk would chika have
2: Ooh, that's the hard thing. Cause you have something like really powerful, but I don't know. Give her Bakugo's quirk for the hell of it. This is just off the top of my head and just be like, But she's but she's afraid to use it would be the thing. Or Airy, like having the kind of a like rewinding stuff. Give her something that is so powerful that she can't really control it and she needs to like learn to do or like she's she's afraid to use or or, like what we learn about chica like she can't shoot people she can't use her quirk i think
1: an energy storing and releasing quirk would be a really cool one for her kind of like the move bide from pokemon yeah. No,
2: give her all for one. One, no, give her one for all. For storage. <laughs> She's the main character now. Sorry, Decca. Chica's here.
0: Oh yeah, that that would be incredible. You, you know what? When it comes to Barkigo's quirk, I was I was thinking since he like uses sweat as nitroglycerin, I was thinking Osama would f- fit his quirk more because he's a sweaty boy. Ooh.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. And I realized, did we skip the favorite moments in the series? Or are we going to save that one for the spoilers?
1: Is it from past this volume or not?
2: I kind of split it. I did some f- I did some for this, for pre this volume. And then for spoiler section, I kind of did post this volume. What did I write?
1: That's both, like then.
2: I think the first invasion fight against Idara in the training room is like my favorite thing. Just because I love turning like human tech against monsters that don't understand. Or, like, okay, monsters, I apologize. Uh, like, creatures or, like, villains that don't understand what it is. So, like, having, like, infinite trio. And it's kind of a prequel to Osomo using infinite buckshot against a random guy who's using chameleon. So it's kind of, like cool ways of using stuff I think Osimo asking Jin to join his squad is like another one because it's kind of something that you'd almost expect like it's kind of the reader might be like oh why don't they just ask him but then like he does and it doesn't work and it's like that's why you don't ask him Uh, and then the fight before the current one when they lost against the suit guys and just how like devastating it was and it's kind of cool to have like you gotta learn from this
0: experience it can't be easy you picked a couple of ones who, who, which are not usually picked, uh, which uh, which I'm really happy about.
1: Shall Shall we move on into the summary?
0: Oh, is that all the uh, the questions? Yeah. Um. So so let's do it. Sure. Let's go to the volume summary.
2: Yay! Do do do.
0: Yeah, th- this is going to be interesting because for the first time, a guest is going to be uh, starting a volume recap. I'm quite looking forward to it. Go right ahead. Uh, where do we start off?
2: Yeah. Okay. Because I kind—I of, don't know—I listened to the latest episode, and then I was like, okay, I need to try to like do the same amount of like summer. I don't know. Well, we'll see how this goes. But 134, uh, the kid reaches Husei and uh, it's kind of cool that Gatlin manages to fire his gun even after being cut in half, and then he bails out uh, as do the others near him. And it is funny, the other s- soldiers don't, and there's no bailout for the dogs, so, tier. And they're not, and they kind of point out, like, it's not that surprising they can bail out as both sides learn from the other, yada yada. Reg He, I think that's just, an, I think his name's a lot longer, tells husei to capture Yodoro to prove he's not a traitor. And it's, I just find it interesting that they call Earth Me Dan, it just makes me think of, like, Middle Earth from, uh, Lord of the Rings a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And then the kid gives Husei a friendship bracelet, I mean the cool sword, and then we see that Jin is also watching. (laughs) (laughs) And like, Jin, I wish we kind of, like, he was like, I wish we could see him and them at the same time, so he could be like, staring down at them from a roof, (laughs) and it's having to be really awkward. (laughs) But he's like, he's a bit further away, so they couldn't like, look up and see him. But they see like, a camera's watching them, which is why
1: Reggie is like, Reggie! (laughs) That, that, that's just what Matt Chet called it last month.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Reginald. What's the problem? Yeah, he's Reginald. Uh, just go ahead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: huh? You tricked uh. me into saying the wrong pronunciation the whole episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Lum called Hughes hughes and I was like, wait, what's his
0: name? That's the thing. A lot of a lot of people uh, call it differently, but, but I, I, th- I think right now Ace calls him Hughes, and uh, I usually go by Ace's pronunciation.
2: Because, like, I I haven't watched any of the anime, but I think if I did, it would definitely help me with character names and kind of, like, telling characters apart. Because we learn Little Reggie was spared by... I wrote Husei lookalike, but then I looked it up, and it's the people, like, from the large-scale invasion. But I was like, what's happening? Uh, And sword guy. And then uh, Husei seemingly stabs the kid. Oh, oh, when I read this, I, like, screamed. (laughs) And (laughs) Reggie is angry, saying, Africator garbage... And he reveals that they were told not to take the captives with them, to dispose of them that they intervere, and he's like, you killed the kid, not me! You bear Medan's wrath! But it was a logical ruse, he's not dead. I'm really glad it was revealed in, like, one chapter, instead of, like, ending a chapter with the kid dead or something, because that would have been, like, heartbreaking. (laughs) Uh, Sword Dragon is beaten by Butterfly, Rey held. In an instant, he gets cut in half, but he bails out. And I think it's, like, head chopped off as well, I don't know. Uh, and Jin is like, great acting. And it's like, ha ha ha, sure, that was acting, everything's fine. <laughs> and I wonder if there's, this is also a vision cheat where they kind of beat his uh, foresight of like, maybe he saw Rintaro get stabbed, and that's. Uh, but he like didn't realize that it was a fake stabbing in his foresight.
0: Uh, I, I think he was surprised uh, in the previous volume where he, like, didn't expect Yotaro to to really go after Hughes, and, and th- this is what the surprise was, yeah.
2: And uh, Hughes asks to be taken back home as soon as possible because they's like, oh, we made the promise before, you can, like, finally do it, and uh, say, like, oh, there's a squad for you to join. The bad guys are retreating But they could still come back And I I like that they're kind of like Doing this serious talk And then we cut to the kids Playing with the slime trigger Because it doesn't (laughs) vanish (laughs) So it is a nice reminder That like they are children fighting And but there is still like The adults like planning And being like oh wait We gotta be absolutely sure That they're gone They could be using chameleon And the baddies start to figure stuff out They learn They they haven't figured out It could be foresight They just think there's a leak And then they talk about The two Slashes on the same location, and is that them not knowing about operators marking stuff for people? Is that because I this, the neighbors don't really seem to have operators?
0: Oh yeah, that, that is a good point. So, well, they, they did have uh, their own operator, but but, but may, maybe like since he kept controlling uh, other trine soldiers, maybe, maybe uh, he's not as versatile with that. So so maybe operators have different functions. Yeah yeah, well spotted.
2: Hmm. And then uh, the B-Rank Wars round five begins. Rank Wars, Shoki, Shoki Geki no Yuma. Uh, we get a bit of an intro into one of my, fa- I, I think the same was my favorites, but Kakazaki is cool because he's just Mr. Stability and his two youngins. <laughs> and then we get to see more of Katori. And we learn that she dropped down because of Takatora 2 and now she's got, got to make their way back up. And now it's like, oh no, it's personal now. Duh, 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 duh. Grudge match, grudge match. <laughs>
1: So basically, yeah, Tamakamo 2 review the tactics of their opponent, highlighting Katori Squad as more ace-focused and Kakizaki as more flexible all-rounders, and Osamu kind of puts emphasis on Chika as the key player of the squad, as the only sniper combatant, and correctly predicts a stage with a lot of high buildings. That stage being the industrial zone, as we see Kakizaki squads meeting, Uh, the friendly but occasionally oblivious captain, Kunihara Kizaki, addresses his two pupil teammates. Fumiketa, Yuru, to, Fumiketa Yuruya, and Torotaro Tomoya. Try saying that fi- quickly five times. Although for some reason I struggled much more with the first name. <laughs> and he states that they should avoid one-on-ones with either ace. Um, while acknowledging Tamakoma's ambition, Kakizaki asserts that they can't go e- afford to go easy on them. Uh, some clear concern for their team's placement in the rankings weighing on his mind. Uh, over in Katori Squad's meeting, things are not going well. As Rokuro Wakamura tries in vain to motivate his captain, the most grumpy person it is possible to be while reclining on a cushy beanbag, Yoko Katori. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Team Mutaka Yutamiura watches on in dismay as, despite pointing out Yoko's inability to truly commit to improving, uh, Katori continues to give him the cold shoulder and refuses to acknowledge his advice due to the gap in their skills. Uh, The match soon starts and Chika activates Bagworm as Tamakoma aims to regroup. However, Yoko interrupts, uh, intercepts Yuma en route. Kakizaki squad hold off for the skirmish, but Tamakoma and Katori squad go all in. Osamu rains down asteroid on Yoko, leading to her to target him. However, something appears to trip her up. Osamu's spider! Chika readies a shot at her, but Miura intercepts, taking a lead bullet to the arm. Any attempt to retaliate on Wakamura's end is cut short by the even more dexterous than Yuma, usual Yuma, who is swinging and bouncing around on Osamu's wires. While remarking on this clever play in their commentary, uh, Izumi points out that how Spider can be made more visible to allies than enemies. While Katori Squad remain on the defensive, Kakizaki Squad move in. Kakizaki overcomes Katori Squad's shield quite easily and forces them back. Uh, meanwhile, Katori Squad are forced into a tough position, but their operator Hana-Some takes charge, telling them to retreat further into the open area. This is very effective, as it actually ends up luring Tamakoma outside of their wired area, with the goal of snagging a few points off them. Uh, Kakizaki retreats, and all squads convene with each other as the battle lulls, and Tamakoma uses this downtime to expand their wired territory. Uh, Teamwork between the members of Katori Squad is uh, still very fraught, as both them and Kakizaki Squad come to the same conclusion. Tamakoma are so desperate for points that they will emerge from their trap to snag them. Uh, so Kakizaki opts to putu- pursue Katori Squad, while Katori Squad attempts to lure, lure Kakizaki's lot into the alleyways. Just then, a shot from Chika's ibis devastates the nearby buildings, raining down lots of debris right near Kakizaki's group.
0: So, we start the next chapter off with the fallout of Chika's cannon, which Katori didn't even know about because she doesn't even watch the bloody logs. Uh, Chika fires like there's no tomorrow, which Tokieda remarks is meant to draw Katori and Kakizaki's Squad out into the wire zone. The Kakizaki chooses to wait until Katori Squad makes a move, and luckily uh, Ahana guesses that he wants both of them to move into the wires and target Chika at the same time. Uh, Katori grumbles and grumbles, but listens to her operator. On the commentary side, we see Izumi has noticed that Chika has made Tamakoma the main target. But this is all according to Osama's Keikaku. Tamakoma has locked the opposing squads in two-on-three matches. Osama versus Katori squad and Yuma versus Kaikizaki squad, with Chika and the Y-Zones supporting both. Um, So Izumi channels Hayden Christensen and says, this is where the fun begins. And as Katori and her flunkies try to cut through the spiderweb, Osama steadily retreats. Doing so, he thinks back to Kitora's advice about being able to provide support even when he gets taken out. In his thoughts, he says, Thank you, Kitora. Now I can fight without hesitation. At the same time, Yuma declares that he'll be taking three points from Kakizaki. Yuma makes sure to fight close to Kakizaki, making it harder for Tomoe and Terrier to hit the opponent without shooting the captain. But when they decide to switch to close combat, uh, Kuga uses the wires to withdraw. Uh, Kotaro uses his usual strat of launching some hound bullets in a random direction to pursue the enemy, and then launching uh, himself at Yuma with his Kogetsu. But then Yuma bounces him upwards with a grasshopper, Katara readies a shield for sniper fire, but then Chika shoots his arm with a lead bullet. Kotaro falls to the ground and Yuma decapitates him. Katori seems to relax in glee, hearing that Kakizaki is losing in numbers, much to Wakamura's dismay. Hana urges them to take out Chika quickly, but Yoko stresses that Osamu is the easiest to kill, so they should start with him. As Wakamura distracts Chika, the other two hone in on Osamu, who has created visible red wires on the the way. Katori knows that it's supposed to steer her attention away from the less visible wires, but still trips on one, and Chika gets her leg. Teruya from Kakizaki Squad uh, sees that Katori uh, is not acting at all and decides to go after Chika herself. Kakizaki is surprised by her choice, and, uh, lets, but lets her go. Staring down Kuga, he's determined to create an opening for his teammate. We flashback to four years ago at a PR border event, when Kakizaki, still a member of Arashiyama Squad, is answering the audience's questions alongside his captain. So if someone asks him if he would prioritize protecting his family or the people and he's like uh no oh no suddenly i have no media training (laughs) Uh, and then Arashiyama steps in to say that um of course he would uh, protect his family but uh, when the journalists um, dig into his remarks he manages to spin that into a positive even calling to action for more financial support Back in the present, Terrier leaps away from Yuma's range and plans on how to sneak up on Chika, favouring a direct approach. Tokieda uh, notices Kakizaki's growth, recalling that uh, he, uh, usually he would keep everyone close together and only have his teammates deliver the decisive blow when he, it's clear that uh, they'll hit. Flashing back to the well, flashback, Kakizaki's internal monologue reveals that he has left the PR squad due to his confidence issues. But then, Ayatsuji lets her friend Madoka know that, that he'll need an operator for his new squad, and the two talented recruits uh, join them soon after. Kakizaki isn't sure he deserves that, uh, this, but both Terrier and Kotaro say they were inspired by his t- TV performance. As Kakizaki is pushed back by-, by Yuma, the all-rounder thinks he doesn't deserve his teammates and that he- he's failed as a captain, unable to bring out the t- true strength and bring... Bring them up higher than the middle B rack tier. Determined to show off the true value of his team, he grabs onto Yuma's arm while he gets stabbed with the, the other scorpion. While close to bailing out, he doesn't re- release Yuma from his grasp. He says that he's got uh, no intention of handing over victory to Yuma and shoots through his stomach with his asteroid, ending Volume 16. <sighs> <laughs> uh, I keep having more and more notes. I should make them more concise. Uh, oh God. Uh, all right, uh, shall we do gen- general thoughts now?: Sure.
1: Yeah.) <laughs> This is this is one of the first volumes for me where it really stings not to have the second half of a battle. Yeah. Like there's there's so much stuff I want to talk about in the next volume, but because we are doing this, you know, volume by volume, I have to kind of keep it confined to the to what to to what's what's in these chapters.
0: Yeah, I thought that the cliffhanger really worked well this time though, and this is probably my. F- favorite rank war of them all. Uh, Both of Tamakoma's opponents I find really interesting since they're flawed in very different ways. Katori and Wakamura have a kind of abusive relationship and the framing is very appropriately uncomfortable. Uh, They never pass a chance to demean each other and with Neura's passivity, Hana's the only one keeping the four together. Honestly, uh, I keep having thoughts that she should be the leader like Kusakabe is. Kakisaki, meanwhile, is tormented by his unadventurous leadership in in the face of the uh, two aces in the making that he's been given the chance to work with. Uh, the are like Azuma squad, but is if Azuma was insecure... Kendra, what, what did you think about this volume?
2: Hmm, I, this is also one of my favorite fights, just because it's very satisfying to have, like, after they got that kind of crushing defeat. Now they can be like, oh, we're starting to use the wires, and we kind of get to see how it works against some... I think we've seen a bit of... Katori, like, and we know how strong she is, so the fact that it's working against her, and also just, like, how would people, like, could get, like, frustrated with it, so kind of the fact that she's a bit rash, she's like, God, I'm gonna keep trying, and, like, God damn it, it fooled me again. <laughs> she just keeps stepping on that rake. She's a sideshow bob.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like Katori is the kind of character where, in another series, I could easily see them being sort of an antagonistic rival that kind of gets to ride their shitty behavior, and, like, torment the character more, but in this series it just constantly blows up in her face.
0: Yes! Like, it doesn't pay off. I I was gonna say, all the panels where she she trips on the wires are so fucking funny. (laughs) Uh,
2: And she, like, she just cuts off her like, uh, like her fellow teammates' arms, but then she also cut off her leg with no hesitation. she like, okay, let's go.
1: She, she is the meme from the, from a particular Gundam show where there's a guy going, I am a genius! <laughs> uh, oh no! Just that meme as a, as a person. <laughs> uh, one nice thing that makes the team feel even more dysfunctional with, like, like what Wednesdaydale touched on, is that even though Wakamura can clearly identify what the problem is, he doesn't have all the answers. Uh, like, Like, he slips up in the field, and, like, you know, he has no plan under file from Kakizaki, and he targets Osamu when, like, Yuma is clearly still a problem. And then he also, like, you know, loses his temper in the field, like, he's, like, yells at Tamakoma and calls them jerks. But then, at the same time, he is also very aware of that lack of power.
0: Yeah, he he has all the answers, but no human touch. Uh, If life is subtraction, uh, your number is off. His love is a fraction, it's not adding up song. It's a, g- a goodbye mystery, I think. <laughs> Found out about this from <laughs> a- Abigail um. Thorn's video essay on Jordan Peterson, <laughs> never mind.
1: Uh, goodbye, Dr. Pete.
0: <laughs> no. Canadian export. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kendra. I'm
1: so sorry. <laughs>
2: to so for
0: uh, oh well. <laughs> uh, yeah the, the match is also a great payoff to what Chika and Osama have been working on uh, even w- when they uh, make themselves the targets like uh, what they did to Arifone's squad things like seem to be going the way it's it's just they're just very good at um, at what the str- strategy does it doesn't really have any twists and turns uh, but, but after the past failure I, I think this works really well
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely, like, after their, their first comeback match, it kind of presents this interesting challenge where they have one squad that has lost to someone they've already beaten, but are clearly capable of being in the top bracket on their A-game, and then they have another squad that is in a very similar position to them. They have, like, two
2: squads who put the dysfunction and or function and dysfunction, or whatever, it's like they're both broken in different ways and kind of, like... I feel like at least Takatoma too. I, I'm probably saying that wrong, apologise. But they like ha- they work well, they work better together, even though I think they could work on like communication, maybe
1: a little bit. Yeah, um that is one interesting thing that I observed here, in that like, you have the contrast between Katori and Kakizaki, where the former does not listen to her teammates at all, whereas the latter is just about starting to when Teruya goes on to perceive Chica. Uh and you know, by comparison, like, Osamu doesn't really have that dilemma at all. Like, Yuma and Chika just fully take on the tactics that he dishes out and they don't tend to improvise very much uh obviously that is primed to change with a with a fourth member on the way but yeah
0: (laughs) yeah we should probably talk about that as well uh because reginald is honestly the mvp for for these past two volumes for uh, for me uh like his impulsive nature makes the plot more dynamic and his personal grudge against afto uh, adds an additional element uh, of intrigue to the story that really makes the uh, uh invasion arc enjoyable. I really liked it a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. I love the shot of him as a kid because it's kind of like what he like when he was a kid. He wished they had taken him. Do you think that's kind of what's happening, or he's just kind of like is he or is he not really thinking of that?
1: I think it's more kind of conceptual. Like it, it's it's giving a. It's contextualizing why he both hates them, but is also kind of reverent to them. Like, he kind of... Oh, yeah. Like, I guess he can't imagine working with Meaden or, or Border to try and work against them, despite the fact that they both have the same enemy here.
2: Oh, that ties well into the, even, like, the, the team battle because they work together, or he, they save their opponents from their opponents. But the neighbors can't do... They aren't willing to do that. Or something. I don't know if I'm going anywhere with that.
1: Yeah, and I think another... Yeah. uh, And, like, another thing is that the anime really nicely frames a lot from his point of view in this scene. Uh, Like, when he goes into the flashback, when he's receiving the call, and he's just getting increasingly heated, the whole world, like, distorts around him into it. uh, Which is a good, like, metaphor for, like, his state. How he is... his perception of the way things are, is distorted by how much he... how how much he views things through the lens of hating Afto. Uh, and it's um, a, a kind of a similar thing when Hughes finally takes him out. Like, there's this point-of-view shot of him, and it sort of judders up and down as he's trying to get a good look at Hughes, and you can't even see Yotaro through all the lamberis. Uh But then instantly it, ju- it cuts straight to just him getting sliced. Um, and it's it's very... It's very effective of kind of how disorienting that experience would be for him.
2: That Ridro was like smart enough to just lie there for a little bit and pretend to be dead, (laughs) instead of just be like, "What was that about?" (laughs) Or that like the the copy bar or whatever the big thing is, it didn't like charge and be (laughs) like, "I dare you."
0: I really like uh, Hughes being tricksy here and, and using the fact that border weapons can't harm civilians without Reggie's knowledge. Although to, to be fair, I, I I don't know if he um, if he knew that, or, or if he just knew that. Uh, ah, because he bent the blade, right? So, so uh, he knew what was established before that uh, that Scorpion's <laughs> blade can, can be bent. However, however, basically, however, basically, he pleases. And since he's really good at trying and control the, he was able to do that quick maneuver.
1: He taught him so much. <laughs> he taught him how to act. <laughs> one thing, one thing I do go <laughs> back and forth on is how rehearsed that is, because Yotaro is clearly acting independently in in going to find Hughes, uh, but he also seems to like know what's going on, and he even in the anime <laughs> it's him who like names the technique of like the fake stabbing. So I have to wonder if maybe they, the two of them, were like at some point play fighting in the um, in the training room or something, <laughs> and just came up with this.
0: Honestly, I th- I thought it was just uh, I I wrote it off as just well, trigger characters being very phlegmatic. Uh, even even Goofy once. so I I thought that that it was like Yotaro being like, uh, "Oh no, I'm dead." Oh well. <laughs>
2: And I appreciate how fast it was too. Like it was really an instant of facing off. Of like they both unleash their triggers, and then it's just over, <laughs> instead of being like dragged out.
1: Uh, on the like more on the 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 thing surrounding Hughes and Yotaro. I really love the panel of Hughes using Lambiris in a protective fashion around him. Uh, it both satisfies my quota of things billing it, billowing in the wind, and it's just a really good visual shorthand for how his character's allegiance has shifted. Uh, in, in contrast to, like, you know, in the invasion arc, the Lamburists looked very intimidating. And then later on, Hughes just gives it right back to Yotaro without any <laughs> prompting. It's like a, it, it's really cute. It's like a uh-huh. sign that he really trusts him.
2: I was just saying, interesting, he also, like, realises that he can't just, like, fight his way out. He needs to be like, okay, I need to be realistic. There's that promise. They're going to get me there somewhere. So there's that trust there, that, like you said.
0: Yeah, he he knows he knows that he has to make that goodwill gesture to get everyone on his side to do what he needs to do. Uh, a detail I've missed: was supposed to return again in the first place, since they're going to be in orbit for a while.
1: Yeah, the um, I mean, one thing I found interesting about that scene is like the interior shots of the Galapool ship have like the black pages around the panels. Um, it kind of shows the, claustroph- the claustrophobic nature of the space that they're in and i'm wondering if maybe this is a technique that ashihara is going to use during the away mission when they're in the ships
0: uh, are you saying the space between the the <laughs> <laughs> the online theater performance i was in in the world's elsewhere theater company
1: oh my god it was all it was a low-key plug all along who'd have thought
0: anyway <laughs> <laughs> i re really, i really like this line i i thought that this was the funniest line is saying uh Kakizaki Squad has no specific ace. The strategy is that everybody focuses on attacking. Thanks, Osama. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
2: Oh, and that's like, it just makes me think of like how hard it was to try to pick somebody for Libro as like for the volleyball thing is that everyone's attackers, they all fight (laughs) besides like operators.
0: Hmm, yeah, yeah. I I was thinking it would just be Kazama, the stealthy A-rank fighter. Oh, yeah. Because he's very short.
1: (laughs) One detail, another detail I noticed about Katori is... She's very much contrasts with Arafune where one switches fighting style upon mastering one uh whereas the other does it when they've hmm. kind of failed it's like okay I'm not instantly good at this I want to try something else
2: uh and this is my random nitpick it's there's Katori and there's Katora and I'm like this is so confusing yes i like i feel like wait okay i need to get it right yep ah, ah it's just be yelling
1: and, and Now, now you know how we feel with jiu with satura goju and sugara Gageta. <gasps> so that gets me too i like i'm like wait which one is which
0: <laughs> gojo and Jogo as well and and, and they fight the, the this is the first fight we see gojo in and <laughs> what
2: <laughs> yes i'm glad other people agree with like Sometimes it's confusing, if it's, especially if, like, the start of the name is the same. I'm just like, I've I've lost it.
1: It's it's easy to identify the characters yes. by design, yes. but not by name.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, well. The, the volcano person, yeah, there we go.
2: Yeah.
1: Mis- Mr. Volcano! <laughs>
2: <laughs> I forgot he had a name, to be honest. I was like, <laughs> Volcano Man. <laughs> Keep forgetting he's not dead.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm just going to double over Jujutsu Kaisen and just give uh that, that volcano character the the volvic volcano's voice
0: <laughs> hello tyrannosaurus allen <laughs> please hoven there's only so, uh, so many uh tyrannosaurus allen references we uh, we can get here please uh, i love katori not even knowing about chica's canon at this point it's, yes. it's just great uh, it's, it just shows how belligerent uh. she is in the uh, in the face of a loss mm.
2: oh but i think it's the yeah. Kakazaki squad, they didn't know about the lead bullets. So, like, they hadn't really watched records either. Uh, th-
0: that's because she hasn't used it yet, yet uh, in any fight. Th- th- this was a surprise. Oh!
2: Oh, you're right sorry yeah the
0: cannon h- how powerful she is uh, th- that was used in the previous uh, fight so she was a demolishing machine so yeah but
1: also it's just it's a good setup and payoff of like katori just completely dismisses like okay so what if they're if they're going for a rank it doesn't matter how determined they are and then that ends up being a really crucial thing of how <laughs> hannah gets them out of trouble. <laughs> yeah
0: uh <laughs> I love the clang <laughs> sound effect for lead bullet when Katori gets hit it looks so good uh, so a uh, huge prop to ace for that I've got a note on the flashback uh, so netsuki's his head to four years ago is is looking good it's uh, way better than uh, what it looks now and it's not like he's even hiding a bolt spotter or something because like he's got it parted in the middle so I don't know what's that for
2: and I do like for Fumika or But she, I thought her hair was really short, but it's actually up in braids. Because I was like, what's with her hair? But she has different hairstyles. The thing I
1: thought uh, about that flashback is, like, on on prior read-throughs, I saw Arashiyama's response as very, like, wishy-washy PR. But kind of on a reread, I do find the way he spins, like, that feeling secure about your family into an enlistment ad. I'm like, okay, that's kind of smooth. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I, I see what he's getting at
0: a lot more. Yeah, yeah, it, it it was it it was very technically well done. Even even though uh, I don't know if it's, if it's really that inspiring.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: he's good at his job, but yeah, yeah, he's
2: also still a kid, really. Like, I forget how, how old he is here.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I think he's like fourteen or fifteen at this point. But yeah, I, I guess the kids were really easily impressed. I thought uh, Usami, that's, that's the Osama squad's operator, her immediately jumping to compliment Chika's lead bullet uh, when Kotaro gets taken down, uh, I thought that it was really sweet, so bless her.
1: Mm, she's so nice. <laughs> she's lovely. Yeah, so I've got my, my assortment of anime notes, uh, as usual. Um, some highlights include there's a very fun cocky hand movement from Tachikawa when he talks about overcoming Jin's projection. as uh, a nice little embellishment. Mira's plea to Hana when, when Wakamura and Katori are arguing, it's done as, like, inner monologue in the anime, whereas I'm pretty sure in the manga it's just straight-up dialogue, which I guess it, it, it creates a very different idea of how he deals with these situations, whereas in the manga he kind of like, Hana, do something about it. <laughs> where... where Whereas the anime, he just kind of thinks it really, really hard to himself.
2: <laughs> Read my mind, Han!
1: <laughs> and then also, Katori being caught by the wire, it's much more blatant in the anime, whereas in the manga, you could kind of easily maybe miss it if you weren't paying attention, which I guess in that in that point, like, emphasises the action more than the sense of the point of view. Uh,
0: the fight in the anime was was really well-paced, and back when we first watched it, we we like how it's uh, slowed down for the for the... Impending flashback afterwards.
1: Yeah. Madoka's voice actor really emphasizes her carefree, dot-jolly disposition, which made a lot of the line reads, like, very different to how I imagined them in the manga, kind of like with Kikuchihara's comments in the last volume. I think one in particular was when Kagizaki made kind of a an oblivious statement about, like, oh, Yuma seems like a great guy. And I kind of thought, if it, like, in the manga, it was like, well, that tells me nothing. Whereas, like, she's more kind of laughing, like, oh, my silly captain, uh, <laughs> in the
0: anime. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's just because she has this kind of non-standard mouth. So Teriya and Kotaro were inspired by Kakizaki's... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Kendra, this, is, this isn't going to make sense to you, but, but this is an uh, in-joke for the podcast. Teriya and Kotaro were inspired by Kakizaki's TV performance, but maybe they would end up in Kuruma's Squad instead if they saw his superior acting skills. Come on! <laughs> uh... The commentary teams invented the name Wire Zone for the area covered by Osama's spider. Do you think that if it was Kazama doing it, it would be called the Daily Wire Zone? Gosh.
1: One last comment I have on the anime uh, is kind of. It's interesting co- because now we come out of the invasion arc and you get like the contrast of like, day scenes versus night scenes. Like, I know we could not expect anything more, and to be clear, I really, really like the the, mo- the recent seasons of the World Trigger anime. It has a bit of a Marvel movie conundrum, where the clear daytime scenes look a bit flat, but then, like, any scene in a controlled or dark environment looks way better. Um, specifically, I think, like, when they're outside or when they're just chilling around the base, I'm like, I, I could use a few more, like, lighting effects here, uh, but whenever they're, like... It's nighttime, or the, the the lights are down, or like they're like inside the training rooms. It it looks way better.
0: So I don't know. Uh, I th- I thought the original anime uh, was pretty good at like evening lighting, like the uh, the sun setting.
1: It, it, it is the definition of a MIT pit considering that most of season two is set in the environments where it looks nice. But yeah,
0: uh, I don't think I have any more any more random observations. Uh, neither do I, Indra.
2: I don't have anything really to add, unfortunately. I haven't had the chance to watch the anime, but I I, I plan to. I'm just lazy and oh. time,
0: but it looks cool. I like it. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, we we meant more so about about the uh about the volume. If if you've got anything else.
2: Oh, I liked it overall. I think the ending was like a bit abrupt. Like you guys said, the fact that it doesn't have the whole like match in it really hits it hard. And mm. it, I do like, like I really like uh Zaki Kakazaki, Kakizaki Mountain Man because that Zaki's mountain. But <laughs> thank you, Jintama. But. I I just really like him. I think he really stands out. So it's nice to have, like, kind of, like, the the nice boy, and then we have the very rudely. And just kind of, like, the the starting of it, kind of finishing off with, like, uh, Rincho and Husey like, actually being friends, and that he, like, didn't betray the... I, I just think it's very sweet, but it's nice that he's willing to, like, swallow his pride, but it is very funny because when they did the flashback with Reggie, I was, I, like, thought that one of them was Husei's master because they looked so much like it, but it's actually just the people from the invasion earlier and not Husei's master. I just was like, I can't remember faces.
1: Oh. Uh, we should do a, a World Trigger Twitter account just called Incorrect World Trigger where it's like, <laughs> now on the latest episode of World 16! <laughs> Oh, no, when, when we get to
2: spoiler I have a really bad one
1: <laughs> Perpetual glances has to fight the
0: mean lady <laughs>
2: uh, No, you guys are just lucky that I looked up characters before yet, otherwise I would be so much worse
0: uh, uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of missing that Ultimate d- Dimension uh, Duckface Diaries episode 16 where, uh, where Kendra d- doesn't know any, any of the names and j- just uses nicknames for everyone <laughs> well,
2: Sugarman,
1: I can't remember his name.
0: And and, and here you're like, uh, well, the the, the the guy who has the trying thingy. You
1: know, <laughs> the, the tall sniper that laughs maniacally. That one. Yeah, you're like, you're like, who? And I'm like, I'm just looking at his face,
2: uh, his Facebook picture. Oh my God, is Wikipedia whatever picture. Uh, but because I read it so fast, I haven't got a chance to live with these characters as much. Like binging, I feel like you don't get names as well. Yeah. So I, pol- they are cool characters. I apologize if anyone's like, "How dare she?" I'll be like, "How dare you?"
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. Honestly, it's it, it's it's totally fine. I I forget I forget these names, and I've I've like read it four times already. So.
2: This arc is one that i've actually re- cuz like i binged everything and then i kind of reread stuff i really liked and this is this arc or like fight is one that i reread just cuz it's so satisfying. Uh
0: that's really lucky that, that we invited you over for that then. <laughs> Yay. Nice. All right then, with that be all, shall we move on to ashihara comments corner?
1: Let's do it. Sure. <laughs> Okay, so Gatlin, he, one of his likes is family. I can't wait for Vin Diesel to play him <laughs> in the Hollywood live-action adaptation.
2: Oh, it is very sweet. Oh, he's a dad.
0: He has a dad bod. Uh, he is basically the dad. He, he uh, Rata's dad and uh, made him in his image.
1: <laughs> I, I like that the early drafts of Rata basically gave him the, t- the ten rings from Shang-Chi. Uh, that could have been cool to see. <laughs>
2: that it points out like he faced off against like this amount of bo- or, like border agents and still like h- held his grounds like how strong he was and like how like they kind of needed to yeah. use the foresight to beat him really
0: yeah he's also Gallipolan's boss in charge as opposed to boss uh, not in charge I suppose
1: yeah wh- what did what did he mean by the youth in charge which youth is in charge <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, I don't know who's the boss here. I think in, like, the previous one, you talked about, like, oh, it turns out this guy's the boss. And I'm like, I don't fucking know who's the boss here. Everyone's a boss.
0: Well, I guess it makes sense since, like, Rata kind of, for reasons unknown, acts like he's in, in charge of the whole operation. Then Naomi basically commands the Trion Force, and as the operator commands everyone behind the scenes. Basically, Reggie commands the Trion Soldier Force, I guess. Um, is anyone else in charge this volume?
2: Ratric Khan, we got one. He's the neighbor who I keep thinking is a border agent because he looks so normal. <laughs> and I was like, like he was he was bailing out, and I was like, wait, where are you going? But he's like, oh wait, he was a baddie, and he's like, he likes white wine, and it's like, dude, you're 17, so clearly the neighbors do not have alcohol. I
0: mean, his name kind of uh, kind of sounds Slavic, so uh, we start drinking at the age of nine uh, de-, de facto, so. <laughs>
2: Uh, or he could be Canadian, like, oh, Canadian, like, you can almost drink it when you're 18. So yeah, they're Canadian, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Reggie's Trigger, it sounds a lot like an Earthbound or a Toby Fox enemy, the thugator. Like, I'm just imagining, like... Just, yes,
2: it's so funny!
1: Just like an alligator with, like, sunglasses and, like, a spiked collar blocks your path.
2: <laughs> oh, what is it, like, interior crocodile alligator, I drive a Chevrolet movie theater, is, like, a meme thing from a long time ago.
1: I, f- I vaguely remember something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn to have weird songs. <laughs> ha, ha,
0: ha. Uh, a note on Naomi. So Jesus, uh, not only is he the most OP operator uh, in the series, uh, no pun intended, he's also the head of the G- Gallipolish uh, Research and Development mm-hmm, Department. Mm-hmm.
2: He knows his stuff. I, I-, I do like that his- he has like the silliest, his like, side effect is, I-, I think you pointed out last time, it's very long. And it is interesting that I, I do love that Like, not everyone has like, a super powerful side effect. Besides Kim, obviously. Like, a lot of other people, but I don't know.
0: Absolute Parallel (laughs) Simultaneous Celebration. Once the mission is successful, they will have an Absolute Parallel Simultaneous Celebration.
1: (laughs) Hey! I like the reason that Wakamura likes Hannah when she's studying. Uh, What is meant by this? Is it like a... I think it's a crush thing. He has a crush on her thing, or is it more of a, ah, it puts me at ease sort of thing?
0: (laughs) It means that... it means that Katori's squad is just Yoko, Hannah, and the simps.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because the guy who talks back to Katori... Uh,
1: yeah, that, that's Wakamura.
2: Wakamura, he, oh, he's the one who likes Hannah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the guy who keeps quiet, he can't confront... He likes her like, when, she's qu- when she's quiet, and he, like, can't argue with her because he's like, oh my god, I have a crush, I can't do it, I can't do it.
0: <laughs> uh, poor guy. Just, you're up, I don't know. hmm I guess it's not much of a spoiler that, that so, so Katori, as we know her, um, when she argues, that means she's in a good mode, at least that's what Wakamura says. I wonder if Mira l- likes her that way, or does she have even better moods than this
1: uh, I, I like the detail that the variety of borders gamers uh, is is expanding with uh, Katori being more into mobile stuff and like almost swearing off the medium entirely before that.
2: Yeah, like, she likes video games, but she, like, wouldn't let anyone play them. And I just imagine she's, like, any amount of power, she's just, like goes to her head even though she likes them she's like
1: no it's a distraction this, this is the same energy as like the parents who are like don't go on the internet it'll rot your brain and then it's like turn around and be like I get all of my news from memes
2: because <laughs> I think like the mobile games is them sneaking it in without her permission really is a way to like have her not notice
1: <laughs> get, get it in under her thumb mm-hmm. oh right so you're saying that other oh the others in the squad get into mobile gaming and not? Yeah. okay I completely read that the mm. other way uh, that, that does
0: make a lot of sense <laughs> it could be either one mm-hmm. uh, there's too much gacha in the world i, I
1: got an s rank
0: mean girl <laughs> katori likes uh, rice crackers like Jin. interesting opportunity to bond <laughs> in the future maybe
1: Jin just gives her some of that dank kush and just chills her out forever
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I i forgot it was on meme that, uh, that like rice uh, these rice crackers were edibles okay
1: oh because i
2: was like what the fuck is i, I- saying you should bang her I was like what
1: is no, no. happening
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry
1: I was like why okay like, hey, weed weed let me actually look this up did I say that by accident dank kush
2: no you're right urban dictionary dank kush is a weed of the highest quality
1: Uh
0: okay
2: <laughs> I was googling it because I was like I am misunderstanding something so I am going to stay silent <laughs>
0: Uh, anything else? Oh, yeah. Well, we also get the kak- Kakizaki strategy room.
2: <laughs> it's the one nice one where they're all good boys and girls and they just live sanely. It's basically Kakizaki's
1: tutoring studio, pretty much. <laughs>
2: so I want to join his squad. I'm messy, but he'll keep it clean. It would be the perfect arrangement.
1: I mean, it would be good for me as well, because having too many distractions would just throw me off, like, my, my, my duties and like just do like, no, no, do this. All the, all the things you need to do your job are here. It's <laughs> like, oh, Nice. Uh, Tendra, do you have anything else for the comments corner?
2: Nah. Or I guess I would just say, like, I like Kitori, but I would hate her in real life. <laughs> like, I could not, I don't know, if she tried to stop me from playing video games, I'd be like, no. And then she'd be like, I'm, I don't know, we would fight.
0: Yeah. She's a very entertaining character. She's mm. very dysfunctional also. <laughs>
2: yes. I think mm. of the
0: the boys don't don't have anywhere to sit at all. Yeah, it's so mean. Oh, God.
2: Because that chair is only for her. Only she can sit there. Uh, and it's funny because I forgot what I was like, why do they have beds? But that's what they lie on when they go like, we're going to go into the virtual reality thing to fight
1: or whatever.
0: This is where they bail out. Okay. alrighty. I think that's all my notes.
1: Yep. Let's move to the spoiler corner.
0: Mm hmm. Wee.
2: <laughs> oh, this is the one where I just have the like, I somehow when I was catching up, I did not read chapter 200 and 201. So I had no goddamn idea that he was a neighbor. <laughs> uh, so like, I think I saw people talking about it for like the kid, Rintaro, so like I saw people talking about it, I was like, wait, what? And I had to like go on the wiki, like, wait, when did we find this out? Go back and read it. I'm like, how did I not read this? So it's just kind of funny having going back and knowing like, oh, he's a neighbor.
0: You're aware wh- who rhetorical the short-haired Galapola guy is.
1: Wait, because well, I am caught up, but I, now you've confused me. Uh, yeah, the, the very, very normal-looking Galapola guy uh, is secretly actually the prince of Galapola.
2: Oh, I think that's the one who you guys are like. Oh, he. Oh, when? Do- oh, I do. Not- I did not catch on to that. I'm like. It's like Black Clover and I read it really fast, i like, I don't know what's happening. I guess I don't know what's happening at World Trigger either. I need to reread.
0: I could totally understand that. There are a lot of details in here. Black Clover just doesn't catch my attention, but yeah.
2: Is he the one who I- oh, he's the one who I just thought was a normie. <laughs> I, oh, he's so unassuming. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say, uh, I guess uh, to, to prompt, like, so what are some of your favorite moments that we've yet to cover? And uh, uh, what are your thoughts on kind of where the series is at currently, or as far into it as you are?
2: I really like Husey being obsessed with beating Kuga's record because like Kuga did it in like a sec- two seconds or something, and he's like, no, I'm doing it in less. Like the record for getting the most points to like join the border. <laughs> uh, also, neighbors not knowing what bikes are, just like Husei also doesn't know what they are. I do think for okay, I have like a crazy theory for the away mission that they're like already on it or something. Even though I think we've already seen where they are in these like basically like mini trailer things or something, but I was just like it. It's like oh, actually, we're all going. Duh, 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 duh. I think it's interesting. Like for what's going on now is like Chica's gonna have to fight her fellow teammates because there is a battle portion to the away mission test. So like, can she shoot them and can they shoot her? And sorry, uh, like, favorite moments. I just love when, oh my god, this is going to mean nothing, but the girl used metal to block the lead bullet. Mm. I really liked that moment because it's... That's like, I thought it was in this volume, but it wasn't. I was like, ah, but it's just... So cool.
1: Yes. No, that moment coming up in next volume. And I also, like, I wanted to follow up that comment I made about, like, comparing the judgment call that Kakizaki is able to make to Katori and how I wanted to follow that with. And that pays off because she does manage to get to take out Chika, but I couldn't do it in the main body because, yeah, of the way we have to split the fight.
2: One moment that kind of disappoints me that I can't quite remember when it is. It might have been before this. When a guy corners Chika and she can't bail out, and so, like, she gets, she's forced, like she gets, like, I think when I mean, you bail out without getting injured, she couldn't do that. So he like took her out, but we don't even see it. I think that might've been in the battle against the suits.
0: I guess the suits. Oh, oh okay. Ninamiya squad. <laughs> oh. the
2: suits. Yes. Sir. This this is more of Kendra not knowing the
1: name. This time on world 16.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Don't apologize. I love it. <laughs> oh. Uh
2: and I guess for the away mission, I want a Hughes, I want Husei to live dangerously and just put his hoodie up and hide hide his horns. I also like the fact that, I, could Kuga read English? Well, because Husei can't, or Husei can't read Japanese and Kuga can't read Japanese. Can he, like, how come people aren't reading the thing out to him as well? I guess maybe he, like, learned it or something
0: that's weird i i, rem- I remember so- i remember someone was exp- uh, explaining that that to him like the the operator who was afraid of boys i think uh, i think he, he asked uh, how do you read this character or something May- maybe he was learning a bit but his dad like is
2: uh yeah that's why he, he probably actually does know a bit of ja- like because i think because the tree the on bodies automatically translate that doesn't do reading so he probably did just learn from his dad I, I just love the Canadian sleep alone joke. That that's what he has to. Cause I just want someone to be like, like even when they're married. But I do like that they're like, um, in the movies Canadians seem fine, normal, and he's like, no, that's a lie. <laughs> But it's just, it just makes me laugh so much because I think when, I heard people talking about Canadians in World Trigger and I thought there was just like uh, an actual Canadian, but no, all the
1: neighbours are just Canadian Canadians deep cover. So it's just to cater to overseas markets.
0: <laughs> I love it. It's very fitting so, since it's like uh, the dub is produced by a Canadian company, right?
1: <laughs> Canada is the least fictional country in World Trigger besides Japan, so. <laughs> how just Mikado City-centric it all is.
2: And I guess this is kind of... I keep jumping around, I apologize, but for the away mission, I think operators need to, like, be able to fight, or someone needs to stay to protect the operators, because the operators are coming too, right? Yeah, they must be. So, like, if they hit the ship, then they're they're screwed. So I, I think that'll be interesting if that maybe comes up. Oh, I, I'm worried about Jin. I'm worried that they're gonna find out a bit about like his foresight's gonna like betray him, or like he'll he'll guess wrong with like stuff because it keeps like like oh we're really lucky we had foresight here, foresight really helped, but. I just could feel it biting him in the ass, and I'm like, eh.
0: uh, a lot of interesting stuff can happen when you see like a bajillion timelines in future crossroads, and and you, you don't exactly know which which action is going to push what. So
2: and he sees everyone die twice. Like a lot of the the like the founding of border, a lot of them died. So like if he had his. We must have had his trigger, or oh my god, his side effect then. It's like, everyone he sees dies twice. Tears.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but yeah, this must be quite a burden in addition to uh, his already existing duties. Wow. Yay, child soldiers in a paramilitary organization. Yay, fun times. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, but I do like the explanation for it at least, where it's like, oh, the Trion things like fade over time, and like some of them, like the go- one guy's like twenty nine, and he's a fuse. Eh? the guy with the goatee. So The guy who's hot. <laughs> yeah. The hot one. <laughs> um, that because he's like fairly old. Yeah, the hot one that's also laughing. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, I still know what one I mean. <laughs> oh. yeah, but he's like, fairly. He's like, he's one of the oldest ones we've seen who still has like trion that they can use. I he, there, there might be an older people.
0: The guy who looks like Hughes from Full Metal, but but is not Hughes because we already have a Hughes. <laughs> uh, Rindo, Rindo, yeah. Uh, Rindo is a combatant. Shinoda, uh, l- like the uh, the other Dilph, is a combatant. Ah, yeah uh, yeah we have a uh, we have only a couple of adults and it's, it's mostly like veterans from the years prior but yeah
2: uh, and i do want to say it's for Takatoma. it was really funny that i thought their like symbol was a baseball field before it was revealed what it was because <laughs> <laughs> it's like circles in the back and then there's like a circle there and it looks like a baseball field is that,
1: that making sense? Wensley Dale is a big fan of baseball. Uh, they, they can
0: list all of the rules of the sport. No! <laughs> 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 it, it, it's, it's a joke, because when we were watching Jujutsu Kaisen, I wasn't able to... I know nothing about the, the rules of baseball, so when exactly are you struck out? And then we were all drunk. Hovind kept explaining it over and over to us. We like missed the whole uh, baseball arc in Jujutsu. <laughs>
1: So we had to we had to rewatch it. Yeah,
2: uh, I only know baseball because of sports anime. But it's funny. I would say World Trigger scratches a high Q itch for me a little bit. I can see that because it's like almost sports anime. It's not because people like literally, like in Haikyuu, people tend not to die when playing volleyball, but in this you do. But like I think the tur- like the rank wars I think is a really good way to have like the team combat and you're facing the same opponents again and like learning from each other, trying different moves it's sports anime
0: but not really i mean it is uh, like not dying i i don't think it's a qualifier so since like in the in the first ch- chapter of beast children the idol of the main character dies so
2: yeah oh no i was just thinking of a line from haikyuu because that's cool,
0: so. <laughs> all right Sh- shall we uh, move to the q a section yes let's
2: yes the poop questions <laughs>
1: question is from Corito Prime on Twitter. Uh, if Yuma can eat his tree on body, oh, wow, wow, okay. <laughs> oh, shit! Please keep
2: that in. Uh, I, I mean,
0: uh, you're kind of right on the money uh, on shit. Well, when it comes to this question,
1: if, if Yuma can eat in his tree on body, does that mean tree on bodies can go to the bathroom? Well, Corito. I think I'm sure they can go to any room in the house, to be honest.
2: But um, am Ah. Is this Luffy sending us a question? Does Uma poop? <laughs> yeah, I was
0: gonna. I was gonna say this has the same energy as a uh, do merma- mermaid's poop. But uh, I guess they all eat, but have to be in trion bodies in space uh, travel, so s- physiological functions are retained. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what exactly it is, and I can't say I'm looking forward to to finding out about that. Keep looking forward to that. Darkface Diaries, content warning for scat, and content for warning for Vore.
1: Content warning for self-cannibalism? Ah, yeah, sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe cut kind of, it out there because do not dashboarding. Uh, but, I don't oh, I, you know. he coughs up hairballs. And he has to like, do it sneakily. <laughs> yeah, I guess people might realize because Kuga's always in a tree on body. But, like, they could be like, why does. Yuma never go to the bathroom, guys. Like, what's up with that? So he has to like, go there and just sit there and be like, "This is so boring."
0: We know he never sleeps, uh, but uh, w- when it comes to going to the bathroom, we we don't know about that. But since so, so he can eat, oh, I don't know.
2: The sleeping thing is sad because like everyone's gonna go to sleep during the training and he's up by himself. He's like Ed Al- Alphas from From Alchemist. someone give him an apple pie. Ugh. <laughs>
0: uh. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'd enjoy that. I, I would I'd, I would be able to uh, animate more and edit more podcasts. Corito Prime also asks, uh, You think border agents are required to go to therapy slash counselling every once in a while, considering part of the training consists of uh, constantly murdering each other. What do you think?
2: I would hope so, and I think if they did, I think it would have helped... Well, the thing is, okay, I I forgot to bring up my Chica stuff in the spoiler section, but do you guys have any thoughts before I go into a Chica rant?
1: I I guess on this one, it's like... I think this is something that Shinoda is open to, and Rindo is pushing for, but the other border exits are being stingy about expenses, and it's like a constant back and forth.
0: Hoven and I keep joking about the fact that the border HQ, as an organization, and uh, like uh, HQ specifically as a uh, faction, is kind of fashy, So I, I I don't think they I don't think they would. I think that they, they just tell them to uh, I don't know uh, go go and play some games, or go outside and touch some grass, run in the forest, or become <sighs> pregnant or something to, to oh, decompress. Oh my God.
2: Uh, it, it makes me think of, uh, oh my god, Nerve uh, with Evangelion, where it's like, these all these children need therapy. But I think, like, at least the kids here are a bit more well-adjusted, ju- uh, kind of, just because they have the actual teams, like, they have people with them and they can, like, interact with each other instead of it being, like, literally almost powered off of their trauma. <laughs> Unless Treon turns out to be something really weird.
0: Oh.
1: So, yeah, do you want do you want to go on your Chica rant?
2: Yes. Because <laughs> at first, they, they think that Chica doesn't shoot people because she doesn't want to hurt them. And then we get the member... Okay, I'm going to say Suit Squad again, who also had that problem. And then, like, if there had been counselling and something, that would have helped her. Like, I wonder if people talk to her about that or, like, trying to figure that out and then it turns out like oh chica doesn't shoot people because she's scared of people like being afraid of her which i think is cool but it's just very jarring that i, I, I i'm appalled. i don't like one of the guys who might maybe the one who has a crush on chica is like oh uh osma what does chica think of this and he, about something and he's like oh i don't know and it's because like they don't talk to chica and they finally like, realize like oh this is what she really thinks and it's like kind of realize how much like oh they're all friends but chica is like very shy and very like quiet and i guess like doesn't get as much of a chance to like talk about it so I think like that reveal of, like oh this is why she doesn't shoot people is just like I think a really good moment for her character and then she finally does and there's like some really cool like moments and now we're kind of like oh where will she go from here I, I don't know I think Chica I just want to see more of her and just like have her kind of have because I- 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 she's so strong I just want her to like be more I- I'm not even confident just like voice and like interact with people more but maybe she does maybe I need to do a reread to get appreciate Chica better.
1: She she has a lot of nice moments with um is that an, Hatahara
0: is, is that his name uh, no no it's uh Emma Emma
1: Emma go, Emma and they give a completely different character and uh, and uh, and her friends
0: Chika is my favourite character but 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 I agree that that some sometimes like the Tamakoma to report d- doesn't doesn't really seem to be very organic it, it seems it seems to be very goal focused. And maybe that's maybe that's the point, but uh, volumes like this one where, where we get like really relatable stuff like like this kind of dysfunction arguments in in the Katori squad or uh, like the the constant insecurity that Kakizaki has uh, kind of kind of uh, makes me wish that we'd see that and we'd see more communication like that in, in Tamakoma.
1: Or just like the goofing around that Konami and Scruffy Hottie get up to, like that sort of thing.
0: yeah yeah
1: one one more thing i want to do before the round off is i want to shout out a video that matrick has just linked me uh by slash oreos are good for you on the world trigger subreddit who played a cover of the season two opening force in genshin impact uh (laughs) i was so impressed by this that i i just felt the need to shout it out on the podcast go give it a look it's really nice
0: (laughs) all right then so shall we round off yeah Okay, this is going to do it for the uh, 16th episode of Duckface Diaries. You can listen to us on so many podcast hosting sites. Anchor, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocketcasts, Podbay, Play.fm, Listen Nose, Castro, Google Podcasts. (laughs) Patreon.com <laughs> slash Cheddar is where all the links are. Everything is the in the pinned post. That's also what helps me pay the bills, so if you want me to, to devote more time to making the show better, consider supporting me there. In return, you can get your name in the YouTube credits or a World Trigger Duckface avatar. Plus, you can help me reach more ambitious goals like reviving World, World Trigger Abridged. And remember that much like The Neighbourhood, the YouTube algorithm is a dark abyss of sorrows and words from which channels like these never resurface, and what helps us navigate it is liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with a friend. On the YouTube channel, and the same RSS feed, you get access to not only Duckface Diaries, but Manga Mosaic, a collection of podcasts and video essays on other manga titles, short and long alike. Uh, coming soon on the same channel, Podcast Monadventures Adventures, our new retrospective where we cover the Pokemon special manga Arc by Arc, along with the host of the pink Ale pod Henry Kathman, Kendra, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart, and I do have two podcasts. I have uh, the My Hero Podcast at MHA Pod, and the Haikyuu one, which is in hiatus. But if you from the top, you can follow that on Twitter at Haikyuu Pod. Find me in the future.
0: Amazing. Uh, do, do you have? I believe you have a Patreon as well, where you, uh, people can support you financially, right?
2: Uh, I think it's just MHA Pod on Patreon. But if you give us a, like five dollars, you can listen to the JJJ JJ or my Jujitsu Academia. Uh, and but also, I think for a dollar, if uh, we have our, we also cover vigilantes as well, and we did like a bonus episode. But that's gonna come out when my hero's on hiatus. But if you want to get it early. You can listen to it there. Woo. Yay.
0: Hoven was also on, one of, on some of the early episodes of MHA Pod as well, so, so go and look for that.
1: Yes, I was uh, on one covering the main series on one of the Vigilantes episodes.
2: Woo, we should have you back sometime. I'll, or yay.
0: Nice. Also, Hoven, plug our sister show.
1: Yes, Hoven's Hideaway, series of podcasts where we talk about various topics, mainly manga. And uh, on my YouTube channel, and and on the Hovens Hideaway feed as well, uh, I have recently posted a video on Jojo Leon. Yes, I have suddenly caught up with all of Jojo's, and it feels weird. So, if you want to know my thoughts on that, uh, give it a look. I... The first five-ish minutes of the vid are spoiler-free for the part, but then after that, I go into spoiler talk. So, yeah.
0: And once again, you can find all the links to uh, to that uh, in the description or in the pin post at patreon.com slash Cheddar. Send us emails, questions, comments, suggestions at Wednesdaydale012 at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at Duckface Diaries or individual sw- Twitters uh, at Wensley Cheddar and at Hoven with an H. Once again, fellow Kendra at, at Sniper of My Heart. I was I was going to say not a sniper, King. three to th- three to three, but that's that's Colton.
2: <laughs> yes, Colton, my nemesis. Uh,
0: no. Monkey Mavericks have so many rivals. <laughs> follow MHA pod at MHA pod, as well as the view from the top at HiQ Pod. And a sincere thank you to Milo Jack Stillitz, who composed our ending theme, an orchestral rendition of Girigiri, Giri, the first opening sequence for World Trigger. You can find his work at soundcloud.com slash Milo Jack stillett Uh, what are we covering next time?
1: Next time, we are covering volume 17 of the manga, which covers chapters 143 to 151, and it's also adapted across season 2, episodes 7 to 10. Uh, although only the start of episode 10.
0: All righty then. Uh, Kendra, it was very lovely to have you on the show. Oh, I, I forgot I forgot to mention one thing. It, it always trips me up when I listen to the intro to your podcast. I, I always think that that, uh, that uh, the person who, who sings that uh, sings, uh, this is my hero <laughs> yeah. academia. This is manga nudes and more. I, I always hear it as nudes.
1: <laughs> uh, has- so this week we've got a really nice and uh, really nice one of Hawks Ooh, by this uh, artist and <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's, it's, cause we someone someone did it over Fiverr and I like Sophie's wanted to talk to them so I don't remember who it was so I can't even like credit them properly I need to like look I need to look at emails but they're very cool they were very nice to do it for us but like I, I feel like I need to like compensate them more cuz like Fiverr just gives you like 5 bucks and it's like we use that a lot so like they're very awesome for doing that so I need to
0: Aw amazing
2: credit but it is. I, don't know. I get the song stuck in my head sometimes and there was like an earlier version they sent us and I get that one stuck in my head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: this was the 16th... This
1: is World Trigger Academia.
0: Bugger off! Manga,
1: anime, and more. Bugger off
0: now. This was the 16th episode of Duckface Iris, and as always, it's time to... Bugger Bugger off!
1: Ooh, world 16, <laughs> defeat the suits.
2: <laughs> Me, <Mean> lady! <laughs>